You're listening to a podcast from Victory. God is not just the initiator of creation, but also of our salvation. Learn more about this truth in week three of our series, The Story of Us. Amen. So we're in our last installment of our series, The Story of Us. First week, we talked about the image of God, Imago Dei. Sabi niyan, God made us in His own image and likeness. God made us like Him to represent Him. Para tayong mga image bearers. Si God, after creating uh, the creation, sabi niya, it was very good. And I believe uh, the first man and woman enjoyed this perfect world, this perfect creation, until sin went into the picture. The image of God in us has been broken because of the fall of man. Our relationship with God has been severed. Last week, we talked about, or Pastor Francis preached about the brokenness of this world. Now, because of sin, now we live in this world that we see today, broken. But did you know that God was not taken aback? He was not surprised that there was a rebellion. In fact, ever since day one, He already had a plan of redemption. In Genesis 3.15, where the gospel was first preached, sabi niya dyan, I'm declaring war between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He'll wound your head, you'll wound his heel. He was declaring war. He was telling the, the serpent, I'm gonna declare war with you, and there is a coming Messiah. That was the first preaching of the gospel. And ever since that time, yung mga tao po has been trying to fix the problem. Since the Old Testament times to the New Testament times, even in our time today, it's still the same story. Men trying to fix the broken world. We put our hopes on people thinking that men can affect change and transformation. But how many of you would agree that it's not happening up until today? One example, Boracay. Sabi ng government, sarati ng Boracay, linisin natin. Well, don't get me wrong, it was the best move. I, I, go to, uh, I went to Boracay for a few times and maganda talaga siya. Unfortunately, may mga lumot, may mga basura. That's why they had to close this. But as after six months of rehabilitation, few hours after they opened Boracay to only a few people, may basura na agad. That's the gravity of sin. The effect of sin in mankind. No matter what we do, we can only do so much. Hindi natin kayang linisin ang mundong ito. Broken people cannot fix a broken world. All of humanity and the whole of creation is affected by sin and we are all in need of a Savior. I hope we agree on that. That no matter what we do, no matter sino yung hero na tinitignan mo, we all need a Savior. John 3.16 said there, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him 
should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to redeem the world, or the world might be saved through Him. This was the plan of God ever since. Day one palang nanjan na yan, to save the world. Jesus is the only solution. Jesus came to redeem the world. However, when you say the word redemption, it doesn't end with just saving us. Maybe some of you, you have a view of that. Your salvation is personal. But it's not personal. It doesn't stop with us being saved. There's a bigger picture that God wants to show you and I. Our redemption is not just about you, but it involves destroying the works of the devil. Remember in Genesis 3, sabi niya, I'm declaring war. And up until today, there's a war going on. May tension. Kaya nga, usong-uso yung kasabihan na, gusto kong bumait pero di ko magawa. Sometime, or sometimes, alam mo, kristyano ka na, but there's still tension in your flesh. Why? There's war going on. And God is in the business of destroying the works of the devil. In 1 John 3.8, it says, there for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that He might destroy the works of the devil. Now, what is the work of the devil? It's sin. So my question right now is this. Ngayon na alam mo na that God is in, in a war to destroy the works of the devil, that Jesus is the only solution and our salvation, what do we do now? Do we just sit and wait? Do we just wait for heaven? 70 years, 80 years, then we'll go to heaven. Are we just recipients of the redemptive work of God? Tagatanggap lang ba tayo? We think of Christianity and redemption as something like this. Punta lang ako simbahan, every Sunday, I'll worship, sing songs, iyak ako a little, pagdating ng Monday to Friday, trabaho ako, be good in my job, and then, come weekend, ayusin ko yung time ko with my family, fix my marriage. Is that all to life? Without having a vision of what the kingdom of God is, we will just move in cycles. Yes, you might be saved, but you're missing a whole lot of things. You're missing the bigger mission that God has for you and I. Ako mismo, ganun ako mag-isip dati. Back in 1991, when somebody preached the gospel to us, sabi niya, Alan, alam mo ba, pag namatay ka ngayon, saan ka pupunta? Natanong na ba kayo ng ganun? Pag namatay ka now, where do you think you would go? Sabi ko, heaven? Sabi hindi you're gonna go to hell. Ganun na ganun yung pagkakapreach sa akin. So, ano dapat kong gawin? Tanggapin mo si Jesus para pumunta ka ng langit. Gusto ko yan, gusto ko yan. 
But that's it. It ended by receiving Christ out of fear pa nga eh, of going to hell and just waiting for heaven. Walang active participation. Nakaupo lang. And I was like that before. Are we just recipients of the redemptive work of Christ? It's like you're in an airport waiting for your flight. Sa atin, pagka international, four hours before, tama? And because of the traffic, minsan alis ka six hours before para hindi tayo mabitin. And then when you go to the airport, dahil masyado ka maaga, pagdating mo doon, check-in or boarding, doon ka doon sa last step mo, maghintay ka na ng three hours. And just you'll sit there or sleep or some of you might read a book, but you're just waiting for your flight. But Christianity is never like that in the Bible. We have been redeemed not just for your own salvation, but there is a bigger mission for us. That is why Jesus prayed like this, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Mark 1.15, says there, The time is fulfilled the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. When Jesus was saying these statements, those people who were hearing this, they cannot understand. Iba yung picture nila of the coming kingdom of God. Iba yung picture nila of the coming Messiah. It was a grand coming. It was an uprising of military armies. Not like what Jesus was saying. Maybe some of you have the same thinking. When you say kingdom is at hand, you're already thinking, Lord, pag tinanggap kita, wala nang sakit. No more sickness, no more pain, no more debts. Finances, it will just flow. Kingdom of God is at hand. However, Jesus was saying and was preaching otherwise. He was saying that the kingdom is at hand. What it means is it's within within reach. Andito lang. Hindi, hindi yan bababa from the sky and, and be brought to your house. If you repent and believe the gospel, this verse is saying, it is in you. The kingdom of God is in us. In Luke 17, 20-21, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor people will say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Grabe, no? Sobrang powerful. We don't have to wait for heaven to happen, or we don't have to wait for our flight to heaven to happen, at this very moment, you can experience the kingdom of God. It is at hand. It is within reach. When a Christian steps into an office, the kingdom of God is there. Wag lang sanang late pumasok. Kasi sabihin ng boss mo, what kingdom are you in? It's a kingdom of late people. 
when somebody establishes a business in a community, the community should feel the change. They should experience the kingdom. Why? Because you are there. The kingdom of God is in you. When you're in school, you're studying, kingdom of God bayan or hanggang blood of Christ lang? Yung mga grades mo, dugu-dugu na. When you are in a community, people will notice something different in you. Why? Because you have the kingdom of God. That is why, I'm imagining lang, eh, the disciples, when Jesus was asking them, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, I can imagine they were seeing Christ as some, someone who's different, someone with authority, someone with power. That's why it was like this to them. Sige, tara, iwan ako yung trabaho ko. Sunod ako. And they themselves, they, they had their own followers. The apostles during that time, they, they were being followed. Why? Because there's something different when the kingdom of God is in you. We are not just recipients, but we are agents of this redemptive work of God. When you say agents, these are people who act on behalf of another person or group. Parang sinabi dun sa kanina, no? image bearer. Someone who represents someone. The great news is you're not just representing someone. You're representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, our God in heaven. And what's good about this? He is in you. Let that sink first. Imagine with me. Christianity is more like a construction site where we actively participate in building something bigger. Hindi siya parang airport na hintay ka lang. Okay, three hours. Okay, two hours na lang. But you're actively participating in building. Hindi ka naghihintay. Pumupokpok ka. Why? Because there's a bigger mission. There's something up ahead of us and that's the kingdom of that's the mission of God. Siguro kaya yung mga early early followers ni Christ, even if they were considered outcasts or unschooled, hindi masyadong educated, even if they were just fishermen, people were attracted to them. Bakit? They were advancing the kingdom of God. They were redeeming their world. Something they're doing that's different from what others are doing. Kaya ang lakas makahatak. They were not conformers, but they were enforcers of the kingdom of God. I share to you one story about my, my relative. I have this cousin. His name is Patrick. And lima sila magkakapatid. Patrick is around 35 years old. And ang background nitong family nito, bata pa lang sila. They were abandoned by their parents, both mom and dad. Yung mommy nila, hinabol yung tatay nila sa US, 
hoping that uh, they would be reunited. Unfortunately, nastuck na sila sa US, separated, and never went back to the country. For almost three decades, my cousins, they were longing for a complete family. They were longing to see their mom and dad again. And you know, at one point, I believe God made that possible. A few years ago, my auntie, yung tita ko, umuwi from the US. And then a few months after, my tito went home also. So they were, they were in high emotions. Yung mga pinsan ko, wow, we're seeing them. But they were not together yet. And at one point, meron kaming family gathering doon, nagkasama. Pero alam mo may ilangan. But in the minds and in the hearts of my cousins, it was a complete family. But it only lasted for a few years. Bakit? Kasi nagkasakit yung parehong magulang. And last month, my tito died. So, nung nalaman namin na namatay na yung tito ko, um, Sabi ko sa brother ko, let's visit them. Let's try to minister to them. Just be there. So we drove from Manila to Pampanga. And when we arrived there, nung after ng memorial service, ano lang, kinausap ko lang yung mga cousins ko. Kumusta? Ganyan. And when we were about to go home, nakita ko si Patrick. Nandun lang sa isang sulok. So ko, linapitan ko. Paglapit ko sa kanya, one question that I ask, Patrick, may insurance ka ba? And he said, meron naman po sa kumpanya, pero hindi naman ganun kalaki. Okay, kasi hirap eh. Ita mo yung nangyari sa dad mo. It is inevitable. Gumanong pa ako eh. Kailangan may insurance ka. I don't know what I was thinking. I forgot that I was a pastor. Or I forgot that I was a Christian. I know that my cousin keeps on rejecting the gospel and yet that was my question. May insurance ka ba? And then I just went home with my brother. A few weeks after my cousin Patrick died, tinamaan yung motor na sinasakyan niya and dead on arrival. Now, when my dad texted, sabi niya, Pat, uh, Alan, sad news, Patrick met an accident, dead on arrival. Ganun lang yung message eh. When I saw the message, I, I really cried and I broke down. Because I felt like, Lord, of all the questions na pwede kong tanongin, bakit yun pa? Ba't di ko man tinanong, Lord, Patrick, kumusta yung relationship mo with God? I do this every time. Pag may memorial service, I preach the gospel, and yet, during that time, I didn't do it. That's why I was crying up until today when I was preparing this message and practicing it. Every time I mention the name Patrick, it makes me cry. God made me realize the urgency 
the urgency of participating in the kingdom work. Why? I, I, I never knew that he would die. I realize that when you know that there is a mission bigger than yourself, bigger than your salvation, it changes the way you see things. changes your heart. Siguro ang na-learn ko na lang dito sa lesson ko. There's that, that God values everyone. That's why He is inviting us to participate, not just wait. He is inviting every one of us to be a kingdom builder. Siguro gaya ni Paul in Romans 8, 18. Sabi niya dyan, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Paul, in the midst of all those sufferings that he encountered, sabi sa Bible in 2 Corinthians 11, he encountered a lot of death-defying situations. He was whipped. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned. Lahat na yata ng klaseng pwede siyang patayin, ginawa. He was imprisoned a lot of times. And yet, he considers all these things that are not even comparable to the glory that is to be revealed to us. Paul was looking forward. Sabi niya, di bali na tong suffering na to. Dahil alam ko in... In the future, there's a glory that I'm waiting for. But it didn't make him stop to do the kingdom work. In fact, he continued. Kahit na nagsasuffer siya, preach pa rin siya ng gospel. Yes, we're seeing a future glory, a heaven-bound life, but we have, we're still alive. We need to do something here. We don't just wait. Maraming Patrick, nandyan sa tabi nyo lang. They may be in, their, in your houses, in your community, katabi mo sa office, kapartner mo sa negosyo. What are you going to do with them? Now, some of you, you might be in the same situation as Paul. You're suffering. You're in pain. You're in lack. Your marriage is failing. Your business is crumbling. And maybe you have a thousand questions. Daming gumugulo sa utak mo. Lord, kala ko ba ganito? Kala ko ba pag tinanggap kita, okay na? Let me tell you this. I believe Paul had those questions as well. When he was being in prison and whipped, stoned, He's still human. He feels pain. And he has those questions. But there's something different with this man that keeps him going. In Galatians 2.20, it says there, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul knew that it was no longer him who's living in him, but it's Christ 
living in Paul's life. Kaya nga kahit na yung flesh niya, sige masakit, nagsasuffer, because of the power of the Spirit of God in him, the kingdom of God in his midst, he can continue his work, his kingdom work, and never give up, never stop, but just persevere amidst suffering. Why? Because the kingdom of God is at hand. Paul was living in faith. Faith not on his own ability. Faith not on people. But he was living in faith in the Son of God. The Son of God that's living inside of him. Question is, who's living in you? Do you have the Spirit of God in you? Sabi dun sa verse na binasa ko kanina, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. If you have repented and believed in the gospel, the work of Christ on the cross, you put your trust in Him, I am sure Christ is living in you. But if not, my hope is that at the end of this service, you will think. You will not let this opportunity pass. My challenge to you, after the service, approach us. Ask us. And we'll guide you through. We're not the solution, but we can point you to the solution. Now, I want you to understand this. If you have the Spirit of God in you, if Christ is living in you, that power that resides in you is the same power that brought Christ to life. Let that sink in. That's why if you are a follower of Christ, Sami sa Bible, if God is for me, who can be against me? No matter how many sufferings you go through, no matter how many painful experiences, yes, masakit, but if God is for you, these things that you're going through cannot be against you. That's the very power that's inside of you. And all of us, look at your left, look at your right, all of us are being invited to advance His kingdom to this broken world. There's no... Don't be left behind. Take part in what God is doing, in destroying the works of the devil. Take part in building the kingdom of God. Nagsisimba ka na rin eh. Nag-i-invest ka na rin ng time listening to preachings. Why not participate? You've already invested too much time. Why not go all in for the kingdom of God? Are you just going to wait or actively participate in what God is doing.
Now, maybe you're here and you're asking, how does it look like to participate? Start wherever you are today. You don't have to be a preacher like this. In fact, baka nga mas marami pa kayong ma-reach out kesa sa mga pastor nyo. Bakit? Eh, pag pastor ka, pag nalaman pastor ka, oh man, let's leave this place. Pero kung nandun kayo sa business place, sa marketplace, it's so easy to show who God is. Wag ka lang mag-conform to the pattern of this world. Preach the word of God when there's an opportunity. Engage your neighborhood. They would see the kingdom of God advancing. Start wherever God placed you. Whether in school, office, business. Kung homeschooling mom ka, start with your children. Start with your community. If you're in politics, start there. Let me share you some stories on what we are doing here in our church. We were given an opportunity to reach out to our very own policemen sa Green Hills, yung katabi ng Vimol. Uh, there were about 40 people. So right now, mga 20 yung dumadaan sa uh, discipleship. And some of our leaders and some of the men who volunteer, they go here every morning uh, engaging this community of policemen. And our hope is that one day, they will have a redeemed image. Yung PNP mismo. Imagine this. Ngayon kasi medyo parang ang pangit pa ng image. Pag sinabing PNP, corrupt. Pag sinabing PNP, daming pangit. But you know what? When you get to talk to them, they are just the same as us. Lost. Doesn't know the solution. But they're risking their lives to protect the people. Eh, ba't di na lang natin sila i-disciple? Instead of cursing them, instead of calling them names, why not participate in what God is doing in their lives? And our prayer is that one day, everyone in that department, the PNP, they will have a redeemed image. It might not be now, it might, not, it might take 10 years, but that's how the kingdom works. It's already, but not yet. Already, the kingdom is at work, but the full revelation and the glory that we are awaiting for, it's not yet happening. It's still in the future. But while we are in the middle, we do our part. We actively participate in what, the, in what our God is doing. Now, another story that I want to share. Maybe some of you, may mga hobbies kayo, like biking. Some of the men in our church who attends this church and other churches decided to um, come together and form a group. They started with only a few men. They called themselves TLC or True Living Cyclists. And they just love biking. They enjoy what they're doing. But they all have the same mindset. We want to engage. So, anong ginawa nila? So, they started biking. And this group right now grew to more than 50 na yata. And I sometimes join them. May mga time na minsan big names na yung sumasali sa group na yan. Big names in the political arena. And 
it's such a great opportunity to really engage the community. How did they start? They just love what they're doing and they, they're doing it, engaging. Now, a few weeks ago, one of the people that they got to engage, his name was Gary, met an accident. Nagkaroon siya ng heart attack while biking from Tagaytay. They were, uh, they were around three of them. Nung pauwi na siya galing Tagaytay, pababa, nagmamadali siguro, left the two, so medyo anlayo na niya. Nung yung dalawang naiwan, pagdating nila dun sa Dasmariñas, they noticed a commotion. And when they checked the commotion, what's happening, they saw Gary lying down dead. Parang sila, sobrang iyak ng iyak. One of our members who was with Gary during that time, he was really crying when I talked to him. Didn't know what to do. He was blaming himself. But when I learned the story of Gary, even before that incident, dinala na pala siya dito sa church. And on his own, he surrendered his life to Christ and accepted Him as Lord and Savior. And then, a year after this incident happened. So parang, on another note, yes, malungkot, pero ang galing lang historia. But it doesn't end there. During the memorial service, pagpasok ko dun sa room sa may St. Peter, talagang grabe lang yung community. Pagpasok namin dun, puro TLC, sobrang dami. Napuno yung kwarto. And they were giving their last honor, their last words to, to the family of Gary. And then when yung, yung make-a-live-in partner kasi si Gary, when she spoke, when she started speaking, sabi niya, I'm so amazed. I didn't know that Gary had so much friends who loved him. Hindi niya sinabi sa akin na Kristiyano na siya. But you know how I knew there's something different with this guy? Something's going on with this guy. He gave me a ring. He was already proposing to me. We were about to get married. Grave, no? Marang, whoa! Ang galing lang na story ni God. Even amid suffering, there's still something that's being weaved by God. And you know that it will bring glory into His name. And during that night, sinagot lahat ng ano eh, lahat ng pagkain, dami. And pati yung kapatid ni Gary na na-heart attack, na naka-wheelchair na lang, parang amazed na amazed. Sobrang na-feel nila yung love ng Panginoon. And you know, the result of this, mamaya, kikwento ko. Alright? Bibitinin ko muna kayo kasi nag-skip yung utak ko. They experienced the love of God. And you know, maybe you're asking, how, how would people know that I'm a Christian? Aside from doing these outreaches or engaging the community, there's this verse in the Bible, let me read to you, in John 13, in verse 34, it says there, let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have 
for each other. Do not underestimate the love of God. When you carry, when you have the kingdom of God in you, when you know that you're carrying Christ in you, that love will overflow and that love, that same love will be seen and would manifest in your life and people will see it. They will not miss it. Why? It's something beautiful and something different. They will recognize it. That's why when you go to your community, they would know the kingdom is at hand. Why? Because of the love of God. Mao overwhelm lang sila. And they will not mistake it for anything. Now, the result. The result of engaging this family and just showing love as a community. A few days after the burial, his family went to our youth service in Santa Mesa. So, kasama ni na Alan and Ricky, ito yung kasama ni Gary, the sister of Gary, na sobrang nagulat din na may ganun palang, kasi ang background ni Gary, ha, sobrang ano rin, masalimuot. Kaya gulat na gulat sila eh. And this girl is her daughter. I, I was able to talk to her during the wake and she said, gulat lang ako kay Papa. Hindi niya kwenekwento to talaga. But now I know. Now I know why my dad changed. May pagbabago. And now this family has been engaged and hopefully one day they will be used by God. That their stories, no matter how broken it is, God will be able to put it together and use it to reach out to others, to advance the kingdom of God. That's our hope for them one day. You see, the kingdom of God will advance forcefully no matter what the situation is. Whether you're suffering, whether you're in good times, the kingdom of God will advance. That is why in victory, you would always hear us, honor God, make disciples. Honor God, make disciples. Follow Jesus, fish for men, fellowship with other believers. Hindi lang ano yan, basta statement. We value what we do. And we are serious about the work of the kingdom. That is how we show that the kingdom is at hand. We bring the kingdom to the people. We bring the kingdom of God to our community. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's in us and it starts in our very heart. Let me end with this. Galatians 2.21 says there, I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. You know, the story of us is not really about us, but it's about God. It's a story of God's grace. That's why we don't put our hopes on men, on things, on what we have. 
We only put our hopes and anchor our faith in the Son of God. And you know what's glorious about this? The one who rescued, or the one who was rescued, the rebellious, the sinner, you and I, we are now part of the big story. Our brokenness is now being used by God to reach out the broken ones, to fix this broken world. Because we are part of God's kingdom and it has always been His work. Can I invite... Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.